This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Post-match chat with chaps for that Millwall podcast where it finished at the Coventry Building Society Arena. That's a mouthful. Coventry City 2, Millwall 1. And a game that for the first 60 minutes I felt we dominated. But again, the players, I'm sorry, they have to start taking accountability. Capitulated. Two goals conceded in four minutes. Two individual errors, which we'll talk about, meant we walk away empty-handed after... A very, very good performance for the first 60. And overall, I thought we played quite well. Um, and at times, we're playing some really nice football. But it, we still walk away empty-handed. And, you know, we uh, it was quite ironic today. Gary Rowell was in the uh, studio. Obviously, Joe Edwards is now our manager. And both have been blamed at times for certain capitulations. The Blackburn one stands out last season under Gary Rowett's tenure. And obviously, a lot in recent weeks, we've now lost the most points from winning positions in the league, I believe. Um, and both managers have been blamed and I think the players now need to start taking accountability. It is clear that there is no bottle in this club from a player's perspective. Um, and yeah, you might think that's a bit bit of an attack on the players, but this is, again, this is raw. I'm, I'm recording this literally almost straight after the game. I've not seen anything on socials. I've not replied to any WhatsApp messages. I haven't looked at anything in terms of interviews. This is just my unedited opinion based on watching 90 minutes on the telly. And it's just it's just not good enough. The amount of individual errors, we need these players to step up because I'm telling you, as good as we were for 60 minutes, it's no good if you then make two individual errors that lead us to conceding two and losing the game. Um, and what's even more frustrating is Coventry a very good side and we managed to, um, the stats won't show it, but I felt we dominated for 60 minutes. Be interesting to hear what Coventry fans think. But look, let's, let's again, as we always do, let's go back in time and let's talk about the, the team that started the game. Um, so I guess the most noticeable absentee that, that maybe wasn't expected was Brooke Norton Cuffey. Again, don't know anything. Uh, can only assume that he was was injured. Um, so the lineup was as follows. So um, Matty Sarkic in goal, a back three right to left of Jaffet Tenkanga, Wes Harding and Jake Cooper. 
Right wing back was Danny McNamara. Left wing back was Joe Bryan. In the centre, Casper Denor and George Honeyman replacing George Savile that started the last game. And then a front three of Fleming on the left, Obafemi through the middle, and on the right-hand side, a start for Mr. Romain Essay. Um, some quotes before the game about Romain Essay being worthy of a start. I think the key bit I took from that, from his interview, Joe Edwards, I'm referring to, was he stepped it up in training. Again, I know nothing. I've no inside knowledge. But my assumption is that that is key. Edwards wants to see players that are working for working for it in training and therefore for that to be justified in terms of getting a starting berth. Um, so SA starts the game. Uh, I don't even know. Was Longman even on the bench? I don't even know if he was. Uh, Hutchinson, clearly injured again. Um, we heard the news that Kevin Nisbet is out for majority of the season. So this this squad is just it's just ridiculous. I mean, we knew when we signed this bit of his, you know, how injury prone he was, uh, albeit it's a hamstring injury, and now, uh, sorry, his his previous inj injuries were certainly on his knee. We get a lot of hamstring injuries, we really do. Um, and in one of Rowett's podcasts, not to deviate too much, he did talk about the difference in surface and how stark it is between the training ground and our ground. But again, no idea what that causes. But anyway, we don't need to go off on a tangent. So um, we could be 1-0 up, by the way, after I think it's about 39 seconds. Um, we force a, a, a throw in, I think, from literally from kickoff. Ball comes in, Harding flicks it on. That's a good chance. Honeyman is a good save from the keeper. Yeah, straight at him, but the keeper's got his position spot on. And we could go 1-0 up. Um, we don't. They have a chance on five where um, uh, we give the ball away. Um, I think it's on the edge of the area. Again, this is all raw, so I'm just trying to go from memory. It's Obafemi who gives the ball away. They break, as they often did, using the channels. Uh, Sakamoto, who is, I mean, he's a he's a super player, Sakamoto. Um, you know, any team that has the quality on the ball of Sakamoto and Callum O'Hare and then the pure running power and physicality of Hadji Wright. It's interesting because I don't think Hadji Wright's a very good player um, in terms of technical ability, but his his physicality caused us problems today. Um, and clearly, and they scored two goals. So, but um, they have a chance, uh, a good chance. We then create one on ten minutes as well. Obafemi creates a little uh, half a yard, takes a shot. Um, I think he's on target, but but to, to, to no avail. And then, then we get our goal. So the goal is a long ball forward. Cooper's still up from, um, it must have been a set play. He flicks it onto Fleming. Fleming gets the ball on the left-hand side. He drives at the defender. He manages to kind of, he kind of gets tackled, but at the same time, he manages to sort of lose the ball, but poke it towards SA. And SA, first time, hits the ball. Um, I think the keeper's probably going to save it, but it actually takes a massive deflection off of, I think it's Binks, their centre-back, and it goes into the net. And SA um, points to his watch. I don't know if that's him saying it's about time I started. But he proves the doubters wrong, and he, and he gets his goal, and we go 1-0 up. And, you know, we had quite a few chances in that first 30 minutes. I think the key one was Obafemi, literally only on 14 minutes, where he should make it two. It's good work, a good ball sprayed out to Danny Matt. Danny Matt brings it down well. Then cuts it back to Obafemi. Obafemi shoots, 
but the keeper um, does enough to get it away. That, to me, could and should have been 2-0. Does the game change? I don't know. What I will say is that when we don't get that second goal, unfortunately, this game just stunk of Middlesbrough at home. We were superb for the first 30, 40 minutes. We don't take our chances. And then, unfortunately, the other side do. And as soon as we concede a goal, we'll come onto that in the second half. We just don't look like we're able to to stop sides, particularly with the attacking power that Coventry had. Um, a couple of other chances in the first half. Um, good save um, from Sarkic. Um, I think it was on 19 minutes. Um, another good save from Sarkic. I think he also made a good save on five that I mentioned. But... Th- they had a couple of good chances and, and, and Sakamoto in particular, whether he was drifting inside where he had the, the opportunity that then Sarkic saved, that then ricocheted onto Hadji Wright and Hadji Wright actually hit the post twice with Tanganga clearing it off the line. Um, Sakamoto was causing us all sorts of problems, I felt, in that first half. Um, and, you know, let's make no mistake about it. Coventry have invested a lot of money. Uh, I think they've even overspent from what they received for Victor Gjorkares, uh last summer, you know, with Hadji Wright, Van Uyck at right back. Um, I don't know much the new signing Victor Torp cost, but he looked like a really good player in the centre of the park. Um, obviously, Sakamoto, who I feel, I don't think they actually spent a lot of money on him. Ellis Sims sitting on the bench, £8 million striker. Like, it, it's just, again, this is what we're up against. And Coventry City... You know, they've always played good football under Mark Robbins. And, you know, with the victory today, they go back into the top six and they probably are one of the best six sides in the league. But that's what's so frustrating because I felt we were the better side for an hour against one of the best six sides in the league, which to me shows that we can do it. Um, but half time comes and we're, we're one new up. We, we, we remain at one new up. Um, again, Coventry had a few good chances towards the end of the half. I remember Casey Palmer having a good chance and Harding doing well. But we, we go in at half-time, one nil up, and you always know that Coventry are not going to come out and play that same way in the second half. You know, they, they, they're, they're going to come out and they're going to they're go at us. Um, and the majority of the chances in the second half Fell to Coventry, but in reality, and I'd love to see the XG because I don't really recall them making any real clear-cut opportunities in the second half. Victor Torp had a couple of chances, one that was deflected over the bar um, after they scored their two goals and also one just before. Um, Sarkic always looked a little bit shaky, comes for every cross or corner, but either flaps at it or, or, you know, he he got a few of them. Um, And I think in the commentators said how uh, brave he was for coming all of these, but he, I don't know. He, he he doesn't give me much confidence, Sarkic, and we were we were to learn a little bit more later as to why. Um, but they uh, they get their goal. Um, in actual fact, before they get their goal on the sixty minute mark, we make a couple of subs. They've also brought on Ellis Sims as well to kind of go two up front. They kept Hadji right on. But uh, the subs that we made, um, the, the, the first subs, were uh, Michael Obafemi coming off for Tom Bradshaw uh, and then Duncan Watmore also coming on um, for... Who did he come on for? He came on for Romain Essay, uh, who was booked in the first half. So those subs made sense to me. 
I felt that Obafemi was probably, you know, he played 45 last game, 60 this, kind of makes sense. And then SA on a booking, what more is going to give you that kind of effort and tracking back? So those subs made sense, made sense to me. And again, Coventry had a lot of sort of territory, but I felt we defended our box quite well. I felt that Harding, Cooper and Tanganga were all kind of throwing their bodies at the line. I thought that um, over the 90 minutes, I thought Denor and, and Honeyman played well again, sort of throwing their bodies on the line. I have to say my man of the match. I don't know why we took him off. I can only assume he was blowing or he was injured. It was George Honeyman. I thought George Honeyman was outstanding for the time he was on the pitch. He, the amount of interceptions and tackles that he did, um, put a super free kick into the box on 69 that no one really anticipated. I thought George Honeyman was superb today uh, and he looks really at home in that central midfield. He's full of energy, full of running, aggression, um, bottle as well, which a lot of the players could, could learn from. But I'm jumping ahead because on 65, ball comes into the box and um, Hadji Wright is running around the six six yard box and Tanganga, as he turns he trips, uh, he trips uh, Hadji Wright. It is a penalty. It's a stupid foul to give away Tanganga, who other before that had played very well and dealt with uh, Hadji Wright. Um, stupid penalty to give away. Hadji Wright steps up himself and just rolls it down the centre to make it 1-1. And then it's a case of, as I say, up to that point, they haven't really threatened us that much. And it's like, OK, well, how's your bottle? Well, your battle is decided because four minutes later, they go 2-1 up. It's a long ball forward. Um, Callum O'Hare picks it up halfway between um, the uh, edge of our penalty area and the halfway line. He starts driving and, and Cooper steps out. Callum O'Hare goes past him. Cooper's got to bring him down. He has to bring him down. He's just glided past him. What then happens is, is obviously Hardin, or I can't remember, Hardin or Tanganga has to go towards the ball. That leaves Hadji Wright completely open. Hadji Wright receives the ball, drives into the box. And I'm sorry, up to this point, Sarkic has had quite a good game. He's made a few good saves. He's come for everything. He doesn't always get there, but a couple of times he come and got the ball. His distribution at times was good, but he has to save that. I'm sorry. I've only seen it again live. He's got to save that. And... You've got two individual errors there, Tanganga for the penalty and Sarkic for the goal. And Coventry are a bloody good side, but they they didn't create those two opportunities. We gave them away. That should be bread. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Butter for a championship goalkeeper. And this is the problem I have with Sarkic, and I've said this before. For most of the game, he will look like a decent 1.2, 1.3 million pound championship goalkeeper. But for whatever reason, he has a lapse of concentration or he does something that you just expect him to do better with. And this was a perfect example of it. He's got to save that. Cooper with the earlier ever, he should have brought Callum O'Hare down. I believe it actually came from their goal kick as well, which is just unforgivable. But to concede two goals in four minutes, and, and let's be honest, knowing this group, the game's over. We're not going to get back into this. You know, commentary might not know that, but we're not going to get back into this. After winning 1-0 and a really good performance for 60 minutes, we find ourselves 2-1 down. The crowd starts to, to up the ante. You know, Coventry are always a good away, away crowd. And then I'll give them credit for that. They create a decent atmosphere. It's personally not an atmosphere I'd ever want to be a part of because it's very, very different. It's with drum and that LA crap that they sing. But they got their towels up and, and, and they create a really good atmosphere. And there's just no way we're getting back into this. And then on 78, uh, they have another chance to make it 3-1, by the way. Victor Torp on 71. Uh, deflected effort comes off of Tanganga to go over the bar. Um, but yeah, 78, we make two subs. And I, I have to say, I, I don't I don't blame Edwards whatsoever for today. The players have to take accountability. I do find these two subs on 78 a little bit odd. And again, I don't know what I don't know, right? So I don't know whether... Um, uh, Fleming uh, was blown out of his backside where the Honeyman was, but he takes off Fleming and Honeyman, who probably were our two best players, and brings on Saville, who didn't really impact the game when he came on. It's not, not at the end of the day, it's a very difficult game to come on and, and impact. And Adam Mayer for his debut. Uh, it, it just felt like a weird sub. I, I would have preferred to have seen Joe Bryan go off and Adam Mayer come on and kept Fleming on the pitch because I felt that what happened after that although Mayer actually looked quite lively when he came on and he was really good at sort of driving and getting balls over the box. Fleming was kind of all, always that kind of other outlet in and around the centre circle, uh, the, in and around the box, whereas Mayer's a different type of player. So I thought that was a bit weird. And then it kind of petered out, to be honest. The last 10, 15 minutes, we didn't really create anything concrete. A couple of balls into the box. But um, other than that, nothing hugely concrete. I think Brakeshaw had half a chance, but... But we didn't, and we lose the game 2-1. And, you know, I think if you'd have told me we'd lose the game 2-1 at Coventry before the game, I'd have probably said probably about right. But in terms of the way the game actually planned out, I felt we were the better side for 60 minutes. I felt we limited Coventry very well. We looked an attacking threat. We couldn't, should have had more than one goal. But this group have got to start growing a pair because we will go down. I promise you, this is not an over-exaggeration. We will go down if we do not start putting points points on the ball. We were very lucky yesterday, that, and I tweeted this at half-time yesterday, that the, the results didn't stay as they were at half-time because we were in, trust me, deep doo-doo if they did. QPR got a draw at home to Norwich. Uh, Huddersfield were 2-0 up at Southampton, pulled back to 2-2. Then they took a 3-2 lead. Thankfully, they lost 5-3 or 5-2, 5-3, I don't know. But other teams are proving they can win games. Other teams are proving that they're up for the fight. 
And if you don't think we're in a relegation battle, you're, you're deluded because we are. We've got Wednesday, we've got Ipswich at home, who, yes, they're not in a great run, but actually they played very well and were unlucky not to win that game uh, uh, yesterday. If you actually have a look and actually watch the game, they're very confident of, it, of a victory. It would be uh, typical for Kiefer Moore to come and, and score a winner against us. Sheffield Wednesday, the following Saturday, is an absolute must win. Like, it is just, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's getting tight down there. I think we're now four points and three goal difference ahead of QPR. But they're proving they can score goals. They beat us. They beat us. So, look, I don't know why we're surprised about this group not having bottle, considering what happened against Blackburn last season. But it's just not good enough. And I refuse to blame Edwards for today. I felt he set us up well. I felt the first 45, 60 minutes, we were very good. The first 30 minutes, we were bloody brilliant, if I do say so myself. And any commentary fans, I would love to hear your perspective on this. You know, do you see a side that is different to the side you played before? First question. Do you see a side that actually, for the first 45, 60 minutes, you know, in all honesty, were probably better than you? But as soon as you scored, there was only one outcome. And if we know that, I'm sure the opposition do. And this is a frustrating thing. So I really would welcome commentary fans to give us their perspective. I know there's quite a few commentary fans that listen to the podcast. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we've we got to pick up a minimum of four points from our next two games. Absolute minimum. because. It is getting desperate. Um, positives from today. Honeyman, man of the match for me by a mile. Uh, another positive would be, um, I thought Denor played quite well and coming through 90 minutes. Um, another positive would be that we, uh, Obafemi, got some minutes and, and looked a bit more of the Obafemi I thought we were going to sign. Probably should and could have scored. Um and then I think the other positive would be that Ryan Leonard was back on the bench as an unused substitute. I think it's fair to say Adam Mayo was a, as a bit of a positive. He come on, he looked direct. Um, obviously, the kids thrown in the deep end, but he looked direct. He uh, put a few good balls into the box. Um, but yeah, but let's let's talk about the players. So Sarkic, until he conceded that second goal, I thought he did quite well. He made quite you know a good few couple of saves in the first half. Um, I don't know if it's a confidence thing. Again, for him, as well as the rest of the club, uh, rest of the players, I don't know. But he, he did quite well, And but he's got to do better with that second goal. I'm sorry, with, a, a, you know, a better goalkeeper, that doesn't happen. It doesn't. And it, it's just, oh, I don't know. I don't know. He, he he's uh, certainly a player that has made his fair few share of errors. Let's let's leave it at that. Uh, and he's starting to cost us points and more points. And I think he's saving us. The back three, um, I was I, I, given the performance against Hull. I was surprised Harding started. Harding for me, it was a few misplaced passes, but defensively, he actually was not bad today. Um, in fairness. And if you look at the amount of blocks and interceptions and tackles he did, factually, he wasn't that bad. Um, Tanganga had a great game up until he made that one cock-up and conceded the penalty. 
Cooper was okay. Again, lots of blocks, tackles, and things like I thought he was he, he was a little bit better today. But he's just so clumsy. He just puts his arms all over players. He gives free kicks away. And again, for me, for their second goal, he should have brought the player down. He should have brought Callum O'Hare down. The two centre midfielders I thought were really good. I thought George Honeyman in particular was epitomised everything we need in the situation we're in. So he gets my man in the match. I thought Denor was pretty good as well. Uh, I felt that at times, especially in that first half, you know, obviously commentary about Ben Sheaf, I felt he, he sort of bossed that central midfield, Casper Denor, in the first half. Um, and then the front three, uh, SA obviously scored a goal. So that's his job. Um, but he was okay. Blue hot and gold, cold in that first half. There's some bits he did where he took players on and stuff like that. I thought I thought he was good. And I think he warrants another start, uh, Romain Essay. And obviously delighted for him to get his goal. Um, I felt Obafemi looked sharp, created quite a few opportunities. I think he probably had two or three shots on goal. And he probably would have felt particularly that chance on 14 where he should have made it 2-0 and the game could have been completely different. But I liked what I saw, obviously, on the fact he misses those chances. And unfortunately, when he makes a mistake, he doesn't go as punished some of the players at the back. Uh, and then I thought Zian Fleming has kept his kind of performance levels up for the last few games. He's one of our best players. You could tell he's working very hard for the team. In theory, created our goal. Um, and I thought he was he was very good and probably close to man of the match, which is why I found it even more strange that Edwards decided to take Honeyman and Fleming off. But again, I don't know what I don't know. They could have been injured. They could be blowing on empty. Don't know. Um, subs. I like what I saw of Adam Mayer. Obviously, it's going to take him time, but he, you know, that's a perfect opportunity for him to come on, right? Just get on the pitch, son, and, and run at them and see what you can do. And, and, and he definitely did that. Um, Bradshaw did what he does, which is just hassle. Had a half a chance, but nothing else. Sable didn't really get into the game. Um, and I've completely forgotten about talking about Joe Bryan and Danny Mack. Joe Bryan, I, I thought he was pretty good, actually, to be fair. Mainly going forward, Sakamoto always seemed to be free. I don't know whether that is because Joe Bryan or because the fact that we were playing a five and it was between Joe Bryan and Jake Cooper. I don't know. I need to watch it back. So what I will say is defensively, I'm, I'm, it's difficult for me to assess Joe Bryan. Um, you know, we all know that Sakamoto tore Murray Wallace a new one when Coventry beat us at the Den earlier this season. But from going from an attacking standpoint, I thought Joe Bryan had a decent game. Um defensively, I've always got a question mark against him. On the right-hand side, a bit the opposite, really. I thought Danny Mack defended pretty well. Um, and I also felt that Danny Mack, what Danny Mack is very good at is being high up the pitch, receiving the ball, and then maintaining possession from that position. What Danny Mack doesn't do and seemingly cannot do is beat a man. He Every time he gets the ball and he's got to go up against one-on-one -on -one against someone, he cuts back in. That's what I want to see Danny Mack do a little bit more of. Um, or if he can't beat a man, then he needs to improve his crossing. But what I will say is I thought Danny Mack actually played pretty well today, in fairness. Um, you know, it's, it, he's a very different type of player to Brooke Norton Cuffey. But what Danny Mack did, as a, just to repeat, that I felt he did very cleverly, was rather than position himself quite deep, and therefore, if you're deep, you've got to try and beat a man, he positioned himself quite far up the pitch and quite high and wide, which enabled him to receive the ball in some really good positions and he played some quite good cutbacks. So I thought Danny Matt was pretty good. I thought he defended pretty well as well. So 
Um, really good to see Danny Mac have a half decent game. Uh, he was definitely in our top sort of three or four players for sure. Um, but look, that's it. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It, you know, I guess to summarise, the players need to look at themselves today. I'd be interested to see what Edward says. He probably feels sick and tired of saying the same things over and over again. Um, but they need to have a look at themselves. There's no bottle in this group and it's just not good enough. And we can't play as well as we did today and walk away with nothing anymore. We can't. We, we keep losing points from winning positions. And what does that tell you about this group of players? A massive couple of weeks ahead. Um, and if we don't get at least four points, I think, from the next two games, I think we'll be even closer to that relegation zone. So, yeah, just to depress your Sunday even more. I've had to have a few Guinnesses to uh, to get over it. <laughs> um, but thanks, as always, for listening. Much appreciated. Uh, appreciate you listening to my opinion because that's all it is. It's just what I think is raw. It's unedited. Uh, and I try to remain a little bit pragmatic. Commentary fans really would welcome your perspective on it. Um, do you think you got a bit lucky today? Do you think we gifted you the game? Do you think that um, we were better than sides you played before? Do you think we are... Do you think we're too good to go down? Because I'm not so sure we are. Um, but listen, thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And we'll see you at the Den on Wednesday. Thanks a lot. Bye for now. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.